Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Separation 
Praise Nat Turner, glory to Garvey, long live the spirit of Dr. Colin Abdul Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman, glory to Ida B. Wells, long live the spirit of Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. BB Fahodier, Mile Hotel, Ancient African Egyptian Power, what to do out there tonight, family. Welcome to Feel on the Ground Radio. We come to give you a special experience tonight. And for the next few weeks coming up, we got we have the um pleasure we have the pleasure of being students of the master teacher, Dr. Walter Williams. And um so tonight we're gonna have Dr. Walter Williams come on. We're gonna go through a classroom setting. The setting will be about an hour family. Um, you will have time at the end of the show for all those who are participating in the class and those who are listening will have time at the end of the class to ask questions. But during the class, we will have all lines muted, and we will allow uh, Bob Williams to go over the information um, unedited and without being um, interrupted. So with that being said, I'd like to make sure, hold on, let me get these lines open correctly and get my brother Menkara open. And BB Vodier, um, brother Menkara, is that you? Yes, it's me, brother. Anthony Gibson, African Power. All right, all right. Um, and my hotel. My hotel. My hotel. All right, my hotel. All right, all right. How you doing? How you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing wonderful. How you doing, brother Bourne? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, for your pleasure, I'm going to go down and make the roll call. Um, is that all right? Sure, that's what I want you to do. All right, I'm going to go down and make the roll call. Uh, starting in California. California, can you can you state your name? I know this is Brother Eli from Creative Woods. Brother said he wanted to be on to the, uh, he said he wanted to be on. Uh, that brother, hey, Rue, is that you out there in California? Uh, the brother got his line muted right now. I know we had a California brother said he was sending, that he was um, sitting in on the class, that he wanted to be a part of the class, but his line is open. We'll we'll, we'll keep moving. We'll keep moving. Hold up, hold up. This is brother Jabari. Oh, all right, brother Jabari. There you go, brother Jabari. My hotel, right. brother Boyle. My hotel. All right, we got Brother Jabari on the line, um, Dr. Walter Williams. He's a brother who was interested in the class. Uh, okay. Greetings, greetings. Welcome, brother. Yes, pleasure. All right, we got Brother Jabari right there. Let's go to uh, Texas. My hotel. My hotel. I don't know exactly who this one is from Texas. They might just be a regular caller. I'm going to leave it open for a second. We're going to go to Connecticut. 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 Ancient African Edition Power. This is Shamela Joe. And my Kane Horton. Are y'all going to be students for the class? Yes. yes. How many? Uh, is that one or two? Two. Two? Yes. Okay. Welcome to the class. Thank you for having us. All right. There's two, there's two right there. Uh, New York. 
Black Hole Tap. This is Sister Camille out of New York. African Ancient Egyptian Power. Right. Thank you, my sister. Welcome to our class. This is our first class, and I'm glad you are joining in on our first class, and I hope you continue for the duration of the class sessions. And that goes for all of you all that just called in. Mehatotep. Okay, continue, uh, Brother Bourne. That's four so far. Yeah, I'm Southeast Ohio. Yes, Brother Griff, my hotel. Peace to the elder. Master teacher, peace to you, uh, Dr. Thank, Williams. Thank you, Brother Griff, and I'm glad that you're here. I know that you, I notice that you're here every time I'm on, so you are a regular, and I'm glad to have you with our class. Thank you Amen. so much. Hotel. Hotel. Ancient African Egyptian power to the family, too, also. Correct. Absolutely. All, All right. right. All right. We got another Texas, North Central Texas. Welcome to the class with the elder, Dr. Walter Williams. Um, are you going to be a participating student in the class? All right. They, I think they were just listening. They jumped out quick. They ran off on us. All right. We got another. We got a lot of Texas family out there. Texas. Texas, your line is open. Are you going to be a student in the class? I know our brother Tim, he, he seems like he's running in late. You see, that might be him. I'm going, to leave his, I'm going to leave that line open to see if that's him. All right. Mr. Hey, how you doing? Uh, he, he on the line with me. Oh, okay. Okay, well, we got two on the line right now. Is that, from yes. Texas? Is that from Texas? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Hi. How are you doing tonight, my sister? Doing well. Ready, excited. You know, ready to get this class going. Okay. It's, everybody, um, I'm, 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 everybody got their pencil and pad and uh, uh, and their books and things that I uh, uh, asked for the class to get, such as. Uh, a composition book with plain uh, pages, no lines. If you have lines, it's okay. Then uh, you can go with it like that. Then you, um, everybody, I hope, got uh, my two books because we're going to use those as reference books, uh, the historical origin of Christianity, the historical origin of Islam, et cetera. You got your dictionary and uh, the other uh, things that I required that you have a pencil with an eraser, a number two pencil, you know. The race. If you don't have that, then you should use what you have, uh, such as the ink pen or whatever you know what you got. Okay, so that's seven, uh, uh, brother Bourne. Go okay. ahead with your count. That's seven, and we got like three, four people in between who just listening. Uh, me and brother, me and brother Menkara make nine. There was another brother that uh, that I know he was going to be a definite, but um, he just he just showed me that he got all the books. So I don't know if the brother I don't know if the brother is late to the show, but I'm gonna let him know. I'm gonna I'm gonna text the brother and let him know that we live and that the class is starting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, brother brother Barr. Hey. Peace, peace, man. I'll just let you know I'm on with McQueen tonight, man. I'm on the same line with this brother Tim. How you doing? Uh Dr. Walter Williams, it's an honor. You know, and I appreciate you uh 
you know, letting us sit in on this class with you. Well, I, it's an honor for you to be on my class, uh, in my class. And I appreciate you taking your time out of your life to try to learn some knowledge uh, that is needed in our community. And I'm glad that you all uh, uh, asked me to be your teacher and allow me to be your teacher. It's an honor. Thank you so much for the whole class. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we got about 15 people on the line, and nine of the people are definitely in the class. Okay. Right. So we got nine right now. And um, what I'm gonna do is I don't, you know, I'm gonna mute some of the people's lines. Uh, Brother Minker, I'm gonna leave your line open. And um, uh, I'm gonna mute my line because I. I also have family members here. I have the uh, line on speakerphone so they can hear, hear the lecture discourse as well. So you go ahead and mute my line. All right, all right. Well, he's going to mute his line. And, um, well, the, the classroom is yours. It's, it's, it's your show right now. Okay. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the, the very first class that we're having online uh, with Brother Bourne and Brother Ninkara. And uh, if you take your notebooks, and you put today's date on the first page in your notebook. The day is January the 3rd, 2017, and this is your first class. So I want to welcome everybody to our first class. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be your teacher. And uh, uh, there are things that you need to know to prepare your mind to receive and to retain. It's very important that you retain the dates that I'm going to give you. Very important. If you do not know dates, then you uh, don't know history. You forget everything because you cannot connect the dots. And you have to connect the dots to um, the information that I'm giving you. So, you know, uh, it's very important that you remember this. So I want you to retain it. I want you to internalize the message. And you do that by practice. It's like a musician. Practice uh, an instrument. Like I used to be a professional musician. In order for me to be a professional musician, I had to practice every day. I had to uh, do certain things to make uh, my playing better. I had to remember songs and chords and notes and things like that. So... Uh, the same thing applies with receiving information about history. You have to know uh, the subject matter by way of remembering the dates. So the, uh, the first thing I want you to put down. Now, this is what I want you to do. Uh, when you make your notes so your notes won't run together, you put down, like, uh, you put down number one and you put parenthesis at one, two, three, like that. And uh, the, the first thing I want you to do is put down number one. Put, make a uh, parenthesis at one. And you put down um, time, people, places, events, and literature. That is the ingredients for human history. 
It's real time, real people, real places, real events, and the literature is that you use that literature to write and document and record time, people, places, events. So make your note, uh, number one note, with the words of time, people, places, events, and literature. That is the ingredients that will maintain all uh, history, human history. I'll give you time to write that up. And you put it, you write it the way you can understand it. Where you can uh, tell a person, another person, uh, in my class that I'm taking, uh, the first thing that the instructor said that we have to know is the discipline of history is the five ingredients that contains and maintains human history. Time, people, places, events, and literature. You need the, the literature is used to document the time and record the time, people, places, and events. Okay. Now, I hope everybody got that down. Um, uh, what we're going to go into today, uh, I want you to understand that we are descendants of the greatest people that has ever walked this earth. We're descendants of those Africans that lived in the continent of Africa in Egypt, known to us today as the ancient Egyptians. Very, very important that you know that and realize that. In fact, I know you know that. In fact, I know you realize that. But I want you to get that into your psyche. You're going to talk Egypt, ancient Egypt. You're going to walk ancient Egypt. You're going to eat ancient Egypt. And you're going to sleep ancient Egypt. That understanding of our ancestors as being the ancient Egyptians. That is our nationality. We no longer can call ourselves blacks, Negro, and African Americans. Because if you go to the world map, you cannot find black land. You cannot find Negro land. You cannot find African American land. Black and Negro is synonymous, a name that was given to those African Moors or the Africans that came out of Morocco and Mauritania when white European Spain asked the Africans who lived in North Africa in the countries that are called Morocco and Mauritania to come into Spain and civilize them. Later on, I will explain to you how uh, this black and Negro uh, can be used, but we don't use that. But I'm going to show you what they did 
to us as a people in this country with the name Negro and Black. I'll explain that to you. Um, Our history did not start in this country. Uh, They have an exhibit that was put up in Washington, D.C. by the Smithsonian Institute. That uh, exhibit is called the African American um, Museum of History and Culture. That's misleading. They're telling the world that we, as an African people, 44 to 50 million of us living in this country, our history started with uh, slavery in this country. Because when you deal with the name and use the name black, Negro, and African American, you're telling the world that your ancestors were enslaved in the United States of America. So they are telling us in this exhibit there in Washington, D.C., that our history started in America. And they, I understand, I haven't been there, but I understand that they have a, a big slave ship there. We were better than that. Our ancestors did not start in this country. Their history and their culture did not start in this country. Our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, brought civilization to this whole entire world. We have something to be proud of. That's our nationality. That's what we're going to unify around. We're going to unify around ancient Egypt. That's our nationality. That's who we are. And we have to claim that because our greatness is unclaimed in the continent of Africa. Unclaimed. Because we, Africans living in North America, are the missing link in the diaspora of the African uh, African consciousness. We are the missing link in that. So we're claiming that by claiming our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, the greatest people that has ever walked this earth. So with that being said, I uh, want to start off by telling you this, and I want you to um, understand that in history, in today's history, uh, history today is divided by four races of people on earth, the four dominant races. I will put it like that. Um, so we're going to uh, write down in our notebooks uh, number two. The four dominant races of man. Write that down. The four dominant races of man. When I explain to you about the four and who the four dominant races of man uh, are, you will understand where we stand, you have to understand where we as a race of people stand 
and what position we have in human history. That's very important for us to know that in order for us to go ahead, go uh, uh, ahead with our lives and walk among other people. We have to know who we are first. We have to know the history of our ancestors. So uh, I hope you got that down. Number two, the four dominant races of man. You start off with uh, A, but parenthesize that. You put down the black race. And you put a dash next to that. And you put down African. Ancient Egyptians. That's who uh, the historians and the consensus among historians are uh, designating for the black race the ancient Egyptians. Why? Because of they are the oldest. Our ancestors are the oldest. And instead were the oldest, they still are. Are the oldest people that's walked this planet. Civilized people that walked this planet. The first and oldest civilization. That's what it breaks down to. So you got that for A. B, you write um, the brown race. And you put a dash across from that. And we're talking about India, the Indians of India. Now, what uh, what you need to do is that you need to leave space uh, to write uh, information that, that I'm going to give you concerning these different races. So, Go back, and, and, and if, if, you got, if you don't have no space to write some information that I'm going to give you, uh, go back and keep, your, keep, keep A, the African or the black race. Keep that down. But now uh, take number B, which is the brown race, and you erase that out, which you wrote. This is where you need your, 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 your pencil with an erase on it. Erase that out and leave enough, maybe a couple of lines, or a couple of, enough space to write some other information in there. Okay, I hope that's, I hope that's done. Now, leaving that space that you wrote that you that you allow for more information to be uh, noted in, you put down B. 
parenthesize that, and you put uh, the brown race, and you put a dash across from that next to that, and you you put down there Indians of India. Okay, leave some space so you can write some more information about the brown race. Then you come down to letter C. For uh, emphasize that. And you put the yellow race. The yellow race is signified by the Chinese. You put down there, Chinese. If you can't spell these words, just use your phonetics. And then this is where your dictionary comes in. You need a dictionary for this class now. Because you're going to, uh, from time to time, you're going to look up words. And uh, the words that you look up Will expand your uh, your knowledge. So you got number C, the yellow race, which is a dash Chinese. Okay, leave some space for writing, and you come down to D, and for emphasize that. And you're going to put the white race. Dash Europeans. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to go go back and, and start with letter A. Letter A is the black race dash Africa, Africans dash ancient Egyptians. Now, see, what we're dealing with, class, is we're dealing with one group that lived in Africa. In the continent of Africa, we're dealing with one country. Clear your minds. I want you to clear your minds up and, and, and don't worry about the rest of Africa because the people living in those 54 countries in Africa, those Africans in Ghana, they don't have to claim ancient Egypt. They don't have to claim ancient Egypt. Why? Because they have their own geographical land area that's on the map in the continent of Africa. They can go there and pick out Ghana. The people living in Ghana got their own culture, their language, and customs. The Nigerians the same way. Or any place in Africa, those Africans got their own culture 
and they got their own language, and they got their own history attached to that land area where they live. So don't worry about them. We're talking about a culture that's been made that our ancestors, who are known in history as ancient Egyptians, lived in the continent of Africa in the country called Egypt, and from their culture came civilization for all of humanity, all of humanity. So we're talking about the most powerful people that has ever walked this planet, and we are descendants of them. You may not know this, but we are the people living in this country under the names of black, Negro, and African Americans. We are the most powerful people at this very moment that I'm talking, because the world, the whole entire world of all the races, creeds, and colors are following us. We are the leader, but we don't know that because we've been taught away from who we are as a people by the school system. So now you're taking this class, we're going to replace all that knowledge. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to go on a different journey. We're going to find our way back to ancient Egypt, and we're going to resurrect our ancient Egyptian ancestors. We're going to resurrect their culture and their spirituality into us as a people. We're going to take it inside. That's where we're going to take it. It's already there, but we're going to wake it up. Okay? So now, let's go back to uh, the black race, the ancient Egyptians in Africa. The beginning history for the ancient Egyptians is 10,000 B.C. B.C. means before the common era. 10,000 B.C. That's their beginning history of our ancestors. Do not allow anybody to take you beyond that, 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 that figure. Don't let nobody tell you, oh, this happened 25 million years ago. That's no, you can't. How can you keep records of something 25 million years ago? Where's the record? Okay? So don't let nobody take you past 10,000 B.C. That's where our ancestors becomes the world's first and oldest civilized people on earth. If an individual asks you, well, how do you know that your ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, uh, were the oldest and civ- oldest people on, on, on the, oldest civilized people on this planet? How do you know that they were the oldest civilized people on this planet? Why? The answer is this: they created an alphabet. They were the first literate people on planet Earth during the time of antiquity. Antiquity is ancient. Times. That's how you can, that's the answer that you give to anybody. They were the first and oldest living people on planet Earth. In fact, during the time of antiquity, 
antiquity, they were the only literary people on planet Earth. Why? Because they created an alphabet. An alphabet is the first thing an individual learns when they go to school. The alphabet enables you to read, write, and spell. It makes you literate. Okay? So, don't let nobody tell you that we Africans are the first people on this planet can't prove that. So don't 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 follow that line. Don't follow the line that all races of people came from us Africans or the African race. Don't fall for that. Okay? Tell you why, something very simple. No human on earth can tell you how they got here on earth as a human being. You can't tell me that. You can no human can tell you how they developed for the nine months of incubation in their mother in their mother's uh, womb and body. Can't can't tell you that. You do not know when your when your toes came in, your eyeballs came in, your arms formed. You don't know that. So the only thing that you know is that you found yourself here at a certain conscious memory in your mind. Uh, I found myself here at four years old. So from zero to four years old, I, I was not conscious that I was here on earth. And I found myself uh, in a geographical land area, uh, Chicago, Illinois. That's where I found myself living. I also found myself belonging to a certain race of people. But if you understand that, then if I can't tell you how I got here, how can I tell you how other people uh, came here? How can I tell you that all races of people come from the African race? If that's the case, then the Africans in Africa, as I speak, who are going into the hospital to bring forth uh, human life by giving birth to human beings, human life, then why aren't they producing a Chinese baby, a European baby, an Indian baby, a Mexican baby? Not doing that. So just use your common sense. Okay? So, no, if you cannot tell the world how you got here as a human being, then you cannot tell uh, how other people got here. Okay, so now you got seven billion humans walking this earth, and those seven billion humans that are walking this earth, the Chinese found himself over in China. He didn't. He don't know how he got there as a Chinese. The European don't know how he got into Europe as a European. He found himself there. The Indians of India the same way. They found themselves. In India, the Africans the same way. They found themselves in Africa, so don't let nobody tell you that uh, we're the first race of people. But you can say this: we Africans, our ancient Egyptian ancestors, were the first civilized people on planet Earth. That's what you can say, and you can say that with a surety.
be sure of that. Okay? This other stuff, don't fall for it. So our ancestors beginning history, the ancient Egyptians, those Africans that lived in the continent of Africa, started, their history started 10,000 B.C. 10,000 B.C. B.C. before the common era. So let's go to the brown race. The brown race is uh, designated to be represented by the Indians of India. Their history started and began in the Indus Valley. It's called the Indus Valley Civilization. I-N-D-U-S. Valley Civilization. And that beginning history for the Indians uh, began 2,500, not to exceed 3,000 B.C. 2,500, not to exceed 3,000 B.C. for the Indians' beginning history of India. Let's go to the third uh, one, the yellow race. The yellow race is represented by the Chinese of China. The Chinese of China. Their beginning history started 1500, not to exceed 2000. B.C., 1500, not to exceed 2000 B.C. And their history started in the Wang Ho Valley Civilization, or the, you call the Wang Ho is K.W., the K is silent. A-N-G-O-H-O, Valley of China. K-W-A-N-G-H-O, Valley in China. 1,500, not to exceed uh, 2,000. Okay, let's go to the white race. The white race does not have a beginning, a known beginning history. It's not documented. None whatsoever. And he will tell you that. If he's honest, I have books to verify that. The European, you have to put next to him 
the white race, and you put European in parenthesis, and you put a question mark there, beginning history, question mark, of, uh, better still, beginning history unknown. Beginning history for the European is unknown. So, uh, but I will tell you the beginning history for the Europeans. If you ask a European today or anybody, where would you start European history? Where did it begin and with whom? You get answers all over the board. Okay? But we're going to get it. We're going to break all this down. So now, uh, with that uh, lineage of the races, then you can see where we fit as a race of people. You see, so when you, you, you first thing you need to know is that our ancestors uh, are the first and oldest civilized people on earth. Why? Because they create an alphabet. They were the only literate people on planet Earth during the time of antiquity. So that gives our ancestors that status of being the first and oldest people. If you take your mind around the whole entire world, what you'll be looking for is a race of people that had an older writing system than our African, ancient, Egyptian ancestors. You can't find it. Do not allow the Western academia to tell you about some non-human Sumerians. Don't fall for that. But we're going to get into that as we progress in our uh, class sessions. Okay? Set all that aside. Clear your mind. And take your mind and focus on uh, our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, being the first and oldest civilized people on planet Earth. Why? Because they created an alphabet to give them that status. See? Now, when you, uh, as you can see, the beginning dates for the Indians is not as old as our ancestors. The beginning date for the Chinese is not as old as our ancestors. Okay? In fact, the Indian of India has an older uh, beginning uh, civilization than the Chinese. You see? And the Europeans, they don't even know their history. They say that their history started with uh, uh, Homer. They had an odyssey. That's mythology, you see? But they don't know. I was talking to a white man who had heard me on uh, a radio show. And he's, he, he, he was born in, in London, England. And now he lives in Taiwan. And he sent me an email. And he wanted me to call him, which I didn't. I emailed him back. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what nationality he was. I thought he was a, a, a Taiwanese. 
and I sent him my phone number for him to call me, which he did. Uh, he called me uh, last night. Uh, that was his second time calling me. And uh, anyway, uh, he wanted me to explain to him certain things in history and so forth and so on, which I did. I don't mind that. Um, uh, I asked him, are you a European from London, England? He says, yes. I said, okay. I want to ask you a question. Where would you start the beginning of European history? And with whom? And what time? And he started going into the Roman Empire. I said, hold it. No, 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 no. Otherwise, he didn't know. Okay? But anyway, getting back uh, to our ancestors. So with that chart of the, the four races of man, then you can see where we as a race of people fit on the map of human geography. Like Dr. John Henry Clark said, history is like a compass. It points the way for an individual to find his place on the map of human geography. That's what uh, this first lesson is all about. I want you to understand that. Our ancestors gave us the status of being the, the oldest people on planet Earth by way of, I'm sorry, the, the, the first and oldest civilized people on planet Earth by way of them creating an alphabet to do just that. So remember that. It's very important. So as you can see, where we stand and where other races stand on the map of human geography. Okay? Um, getting back to the white race. The white race beginning history was when Alexander the Greek came into Egypt in 332 B.C. So you, under the white race, which you have a known historical beginning, you put down there starting time for the white race is when Alexander the Greek came into Egypt in 332 B.C. That's the time when all European history began for the European. 332 B.C. when Alexander the Greek came into Egypt. That's their beginning history. Prior to that, Europeans uh, don't know. They don't know. Why they don't know? Because they did not have an alphabet to record their time. See? So now they have put themselves up as a deceiving, and stealing, lying, and cheating to the world and to themselves. 
they had put themselves up as the prototype race of people on earth. But they don't want to reveal their background. When Alexander the Greek came into Egypt, they were illiterate people. They had no writing system. There was no institutions that came out of Europe. Why? Because in order to have an institution, you have to have a writing system to document your history. They didn't have that. So there's a void there. So they begin in history, starting when they walked into Egypt, into the presence of our ancient Egyptian African ancestors. And they and their time they took that they they took they took the uh their time card from the wall, like you do when you go to work. There's a time card with your name on on the wall and you and there's a clock be, below that and you take that time card and you put it in, in that uh time machine and it stamps the time that you start your day that day. What time did you start your the, your work day? You punched in at nine o'clock this morning. You punched in at eight o'clock. So the European punched in in three thirty-two B.C. That's just beginning history. Okay. Now you have to understand this about the European. The European only had. Uh, a institution of learning for 600 and uh, 20 years. That's it. 620 years. Beginning with the Renaissance era. Okay. Um, there was a man in Africa that came from North East Africa. His name was Manuel Chrysoros, who was born in Constantinople, Turkey. That's northeast Africa. And he went in 1397 to the Curia in Florence, Italy. Curia, C-U-R-I-A, means college. In 1397, he introduced the rudiments of the Greek alphabet. How did the Greeks get an alphabet? Because they forced the Greek language on our African ancestors when Alexander the Greek came into Egypt. And by our ancestors being a civilized people, they learned that Greek language and they applied an alphabet to the Greek language. So the Greeks themselves did not have an alphabet, but it was the Greek language that our ancestors applied an alphabet to. So when Manuel Chrysoros went into Florence, Italy, to turn the light switch on in 1397 by introducing the Greek uh, uh, rudiments of the Greek alphabet to those hand-few male students there. Because uh, you read in history books about the Dark Ages of Europe. That means that all of Europe and all of the people living in Europe could not read or write. They were in darkness. 
It's called the Dark Ages. And he went over there and turned the light switch on. Like if you walk into a, a, a room and it's dark in there, and you go to the wall and you hit that light switch and the lights come and illuminate that room, that's what he did. He launched the beginning of the Renaissance era for Europe and for the Europeans. The Renaissance era is 1500, uh, uh, the 15th century. The 16th century. Now, when you say, I want you to understand this. When you understand, when you say centuries, you're meaning that the 15th century was the 1400s. The 16th century is the 1500s. We came out of the 20th century, but we dated out time 19 this and 19 that. Today, we are in the 21st century, and we date our time as uh, 2000 this and 2000 that. You see? So that's how the centuries are, are, are time and calculated. See? So the Europeans has only had a system of learning institution-wise for 620 years. That's it, with this new year coming in. That's it. So, he is, like Dr. John Henry Clark used to always say, when the Europeans came on the scene of history, history was over with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When, when, when the European came on the scene of history, Civilization was over with. Because when Alexander the Greek came into Egypt in 332 B.C., our ancient Egyptian ancestors had created this civilization that was in place for 9,668 years before the European ever came in there, into uh, contact with our ancestors. Civilization was over with. The rudiments of civilization was over with. So when he walked into Egypt, our ancestors had up and running a civilization that they created through their culture for 9,668 years before the Europeans ever came in contact with our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians. So you can make note of that. I'm giving you time enough to make your notes. Okay, now, uh, go to another page that is clear has no writing on it just plain uh, clear paper I want you to do some writing we're going to go and continue with our ancient Egyptian ancestors the ancient Egyptians we're going to go I want you to write at the very top, 
of your paper. You put down the in need. The in need. E N N E A D. E N N E A D. The in need. And I want you to put. I want you to underline the word in need. E N N E A D. The in need. And I want you to put a dash across from that. The in need is the ancient Egyptian Genesis story. The in need. You put down there the Genesis story of ancient Egypt. The Genesis story of ancient Egypt, the Indy. Okay, I want you to draw a line under all of that, what I I told you to write. Okay, now, I want you to come down on your paper in the middle. I want you to stay in the middle. What I'm about to tell you to do, stay in the middle, but you come down about about an inch and a half or two inches, okay? And I want you to draw in the middle of your paper a line, just a a line, maybe about... uh, Two inches or so, about two inch line. Just use your imagination. Now, you what you're going to do is just you're going to make the form of a human body. Okay. This is the end, the Genesis story of the ancient Egyptians. Okay. Now, on top of that line, I want you to write Ra, R-A. Right on the top. In other words, that line you drew down is the neck. And when you write Ra on top of that line, that's the head. Follow me? Okay. Now, across from Ra, you put a dash. And you put down the creator. The creator. Now, I want you to put some shoulders on this human body. To your left, I want you uh, the line, the straight, the straight line that you that you uh, that you that drawn is the neck, and on the top of that neck, you put the raw, which is the head, and you put the creator next to that. Okay. Now, to your extreme left of that line, I want you to draw another line coming that's connected to the the straight line, and you. Like a like a shoulder, okay. You draw that line, and then 
to the right of that line that you've drawn with raw on it, uh, you're going to draw another shoulder. That's your shoulder, okay? Another line. Now, on, go back to the left line. You're going to put shoe, S-H-U, in the parenthesis of that, you're going to put air, A-I-R, shoe, and go back to your right shoulder. Right side of that line, you're gonna put uh, Tefnut, T E F N U T, Tefnut. T E F N U T, Tefnut. And you're gonna put, in parenthesis, you're gonna put moisture, moisture. Okay, now we're going to continue on. From that line on the left, I want you to bring the arms down. Come down with another line. And the arm, I mean the shoulder on the on the left, you're going to bring the arm down. On the shoulder on the right, you're going to bring another arm down. Another line. Part of your human uh, body. On the, that line, at the very bottom of that line, you're going to put Geb, G-E-B, Geb, G-E-B. And in parentheses, you're going to put Earth, E-A-R-T-H, Earth. Go to your right, and you go to your other arm that you brought down from the shoulder. On that, on, on the bottom of that line, you're gonna put down there newt, a nut, newt. It's pronounced newt, but it's spelled N-U-T. N-U-T. Newt. Okay. Now, in the, okay, uh, you're going to come down, now, uh, you're going to draw another line, and put the legs on there, hips and legs, you're going to draw a line, uh, on top of that line, to your left, you're going to put down that Osiris, or Haru, Osiris, O-S-I-R-I-S. Okay. And go to your right line that you 
bring it down for the legs. Uh, you're going to put next to that, you're going to put down uh, ISIS, I-S-I-S, ISIS. Now go back to the left. Go back to your left line where you got Osiris. A little further down from Osiris, you're going to put Seth, S-E-T-H, Seth. I'm going to explain all of this. Go up to your right line where you got ISIS. And you're going to put down, uh, right down below her, you're going to put down the Nephthys. I believe it's spelled N-E-P-T-H-Y-S, Nephthys. It's something to that order. All that you don't know how to spell, use your phonetics so you can understand it. And then you can look it up later to get the right spelling. Now, you you should have you count you count start with raw. You should have nine uh, uh, entrants or nine deities. Um, you have raw, Shu, Tefnut, Gib, Newt. You should have Osiris, Seth, Isis, and Nephthys, okay? Now, I want you to write uh, the enemy, this is what you write as I speak, the enemy consists of Nine deities. Nine deities. The first five of the nine deities pertains to creation. The first five of the nine deities of the enemy pertains to creation. You got Ra, Shu, Air, Tefnut, Moisture, you got Geb, Earth, and you got Newt. Uh, and I want you to put next to Newt, which I didn't, I forgot to tell you, but I, um, you put down as Sky. Next, go back up to Newt and put down a sky and atmosphere. Sky and atmosphere. That's that's Newt. The sky and atmosphere. Those those are your five deities in the innate that's pertaining to creation. Ra is the creator. All right? Then you go to Seth. I'm sorry, you go to Osiris. Seth, 
Isis and Nephthys are the other remaining four deities that is of the Indies pertaining to man and nature. The last four is pertaining to man and nature. You've got the nine deities of the Indies. The first five of those nine deities is pertaining to creation. The last four is pertaining to man and nature. Now, you got the you got your drawing of their needs. You got it laid out. I want you to add one more name at the very bottom. And you, that name, I want you to write Horus, H-O-R-U-S, or Haru. Now I will explain to you what the Indies is all about. The Genesis story of the ancient Egyptians. Shu, I'm sorry, Ra is the creator. Ra created air, Shu. And from air you get moisture, Tefnut. If you notice on the right side of the drawing of the enemy, you have the females so all on that one side, which is the right side. All on the left side is males. Okay? So now, Ra is a creator. Ra created Shu, which is air. Shh. Ra created Tefna, moisture. She is called his daughter, order. Tefna. Ra created Gib, the earth. Ra created Newt, the sky. An atmosphere. I hope you're getting the picture as it revealed. I can go over that again. Ra is the creator. Ra created Shu. Air. Ra created from moisture. Tefnut. They were twins. You cannot get moisture unless you have air. And you cannot get air. I mean, you cannot get air without it being created by raw. And from air comes moisture. You cannot. They're twins. Okay? 
But Prathna is is a daughter of Ra. And it may sound complicated, but once you practice this, you can really understand where this is coming from. Uh, Shu is air. We have air. In order for us to breathe, we have to have air. Ra is symbolized by the sun. That's what Ra is symbolized by, the sun. It's a symbol. One of the symbols, anyway, the strongest symbol. That sun. The sun brings forth life, L-I-F-E. Brings forth light, L-I-G-H-T. Brings forth something that comes alive under that sun. But anyway, uh, Ra created Shu, Tefna, and, and Gib, the earth. Okay? Chestnut with the moisture, that's where you get water from. See? The air turns into uh, water. So you, you got so you have on earth today. Earth holds is a vessel to hold water. So that comes from chestnut. Moisture. You see? Then you go into new. She is the sky and atmosphere. She holds the planets, the stars, the moon, and that's where the sun dwells up there in the sky. See? So now, that's part of creation. Creation Consists of the sky, you heard me say that many times, the stars, the planet, the moon, the sun, air, earth, water, vegetation, animals, and humanity. That's all part of, of creation. Okay? Now, what created this? Don't know. You don't know what created the sky, the, the stars, the moon, and the planets, and the sun, uh, the earth, air, water, vegetation, animals, and humanity. Don't know. That's the mystery of life. Because you don't know how you got here. You found yourself here. So you can't say what created uh, the sky, the moon, the stars, and et cetera, et cetera. That's called, that's, uh, that's, that's creation. See? But now, this is the story that's in the culture of our ancestors, ancient Egyptians. It's called the Enneid. Now, Let's go back to Newt. Uh, Newt is depicted 
And when I get through the class, then Brother Bourne, uh, you can come in, you let them in, and they can start asking questions. And I can clear up certain things. Because this is... Uh, first time, if this is the first time you're hearing this, it could be very complicated. Bear, bear with me and, and stay, stay the course. Now, that baby that's in creation that Newt has in her lap, you find it in Christianity. So that's what I say. All this is going to come. You're going to, you're going to see where all this fits in. The puzzles will begin to, to drop in place. That baby is now Osiris in uh, man and nature. See? That baby is Osiris. And Osiris had a twin brother by the name of Seth. S-E-T-H. Osiris and Seth had two sisters, Isis and Nephthys. The two twin sisters. They were twins. Osiris and Seth was twins. I'll give you a chance to take you write your notes down. Okay? Now, the story goes in the Indian that Seth was jealous of Osiris' position as being the firstborn, even though they were twins. Someone, if you have a twin, somebody's got one of them twins got to come out first. They both can't come out at the same time. Out of the, out of the womb, can't come out at the same time. Some, somebody's got to be first. So Osiris was first. Seth was jealous of that position. So what he did, he had a banquet dinner. This is how the story goes now. And that he set out to murder Osiris. Invited Osiris to the dinner and put a drug in his drink, drugged him, had his men to take him out, and they cut his body up into 14 different pieces. And they scattered his body all over Egypt. But they took his penis and they threw it in the lake, and the fish ate his penis. This is how the story goes. This is uh, this is a legendary story of the Genesis beginning of ancient Egypt, the Indies. Um, Isis, 
and nephews were told what happened to her, their brother, Osiris, and who did it. So they went, the story goes that they went all over Egypt finding the different parts of the body of Osiris. They found all uh, 13 pieces. They couldn't find the penis because the fish ate the penis. So they constructed his body and put his body back into one piece, all except for the penis. And that Isis made a penis for Osiris. So you'll see in pictorial uh, picture books of the ancient Egyptians, you'll see Osiris laying on a table with his penis sticking straight up. That's the penis that his sister made, Isis, for him to complete humanity. And you will see hovering around that penis in this in these drawings. Hovering around that penis is a little bird. That bird is Isis. She uh got in she she impregnated herself with the penis of Osiris. And from that pregnation or from that pregnancy came Horus, the S-U-N, the sun. So you got, uh, you see Horus on your, on your drawing? That is, uh, the son of Osiris and Isis. That's how the need is explained. Okay? Is that story real? I don't know. Is it mythology? I wouldn't say that. I would say it's legends. Has it? Or legends says this about the ancient Egyptians. I wouldn't call it mythology, because if you look at the word mythology, they said mythology is 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 arise when 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 you can go to an older culture or uh, one culture goes to an older culture and get things out of that and create something for their culture coming from the older culture. That is a form. Uh, of mythology. As you know, words have more than one meaning. Sometimes words have five, six, seven, sometimes three, four, five different meanings, you know. But anyway, that is legend is saying this. I wouldn't say it's mythology. Okay? I just say, I'll take it, I'm giving it to you like I received it the information that I've studied through that's connected. See, this is connected. You've got to understand this. This is connected to our ancient Egyptian ancestors' culture, the in need. The first 
uh, it means nine deities. The first five of those nine deities pertain to creation. The last four is pertaining to man and nature, but you're going to add that fifth one after uh, uh, Isis became pregnant and producing Horus. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Horus, the S-U-N, the son of Osiris and Isis. Okay? Now, uh, Brother Bourne, we're going to open up the class session for questions. Brother Bourne? Hello? Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I had it on mute. I had it on mute, excuse me. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I want you to open up the class for questions. Okay. All right. I'll open that up. I want, I want everybody that's on this class that took their notes and things like that, I want you to come and, and say something to me. There's something that you that I said that you want to clarify. Now is the time to do that. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna to get to everybody on the line. Um, do you do you mind if I ask my question first? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my question is, you you um when we did the four races, and a lot of times, um when we, when you talked about the brown race, um. I just was wondering on uh, why the brown race would have been the Indians and not the Arabs. <laughs> which is more? Which other race is more dominant? Oh. Huh? In history. All right, I understand. You got that? Yes, sir. Yeah. See, they got the Indians has one country, yeah. and they're brown. The Arabs have, they come from many different parts of the world. Yeah, it's true. See, so when we get to that time in history, I'll clear all that up. All right. But that's that's the reason why. Do right. you understand that, that answer? Yes, yes, I understand. I can, I can see their history going back further. Right, and that's that's the main thing. You, what, what you're doing with the, with the races there is that you, 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 you're comparing the historical be- beginning and understanding the historical beginning of these different uh, various races of men. And you find that uh, our, our African race, which is represented by the ancient Egyptians, has the oldest beginning history. The brown race, the Indians, have the second oldest beginning history. The yellow race, which is represented by the Chinese, have the third oldest beginning history. And the Europeans have no beginning history, no known beginning history. And the only way you can uh, start their history out is with the Alexanders the Greek coming into Egypt in 332 BCE. You see that? Uh-huh. So this tells you, Brother Bourne, when you see other races of people, when you see a Chinese, you say, well, hey, I'm the, I, I know his beginning history. You see, William A. Bennett, who used to be the Secretary of Education, said something very profound. He said, 
to be ignorant of history is to be intellectually defenseless. That means that you don't know anything about history. You can't defend yourself. See? If a Chinese come up and tell you, say, hey, uh, my civilization uh, is older than and, and your folk. He said, no, no, no. Uh-uh. You know about him. The Indian, you know about him. I was in a, uh, in a uh, restaurant some years back here in Chicago. Um, and I went in to purchase something. And I wear, every day I wear a T-shirt or sweatshirt, according to the weather, that has a picture of King Tut or a picture of uh, of um, of oh, oh, I'm sorry, the picture of of uh, Akhenaten uh, and other ancient Egyptian. I have the pyramid on there, and I have the Sphinx on there. On my, some of my shirts, and I have on my shirts. Uh, I love my African ancestors, the ancient Egyptians. I have that on my back, and I have that across my neck. So this guy was in the store, and he was from India. He said, so you, uh, so you think that your uh, ancestors um, uh, to, uh, other words, you think your ancestors are the oldest people? He said, I said, yes. He says, uh, uh, I think my ancestors are, I said, why? And he says, because of the Taj Mahal. I said, no, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Um, and I gave him the time of the beginning history of his ancestors. I think it wasn't, it wasn't, no, here, let me, let me go back over that again. Because I had the Sphinx and the pyramid on my on the front of my my shirt, and I love my African ancestors on the, above my neck and on the back. That's the reason why he picked out that pyramid and those sphinx. You know, he says uh, the Taj Mahal. I said the Taj Mahal is nothing but a replica of the first uh, Christian church on earth, which was the Hagia Sophia, and I ran it down some history to him, and he had to say, oh, okay, you're right. And he backed off from me. So, um, it is good to know your ancestors' history. It's good to know the beginning history of other races so you can categorize them in their proper places, along with categorizing your our ancestors in their proper places. So that gives you, like, uh, William A. Bennett says to be ignorant of history is to be uh, intellectually defenseless. You can't f- defend yourself because you don't know nothing about your about your own history. Any other questions, Brother Bourne? No, no, that's all. Okay. Um, Brother Mikara, line is open if you want to ask a question. Okay, Brother Mikara, you're on. Yes, um, my comments are kind of... Um Centered on what Brother Bourne was getting on regarding the um the brown way. Regarding the what now? The brown way. Okay, okay. Um, what date would you ascribe to their uh, alphabet? 
Well, you see, all alphabets are derived from that one alphabet of our ancient Egyptian ancestors. So you uh, uh, you can go. When did they start? What 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 note do you have down for the beginning of the brown race? The notes I have here, sir, for the brown race are uh, 2500 BC. Okay, and you attributing that? I, I think you said. Wait a minute. Written literature. What did I say? 2500 BC. Yes. And and what else goes after that? Uh, the next one is the yellow race. No. Not to exceed three thousand. That's what that's what your notion should have be reading. Between three thousand and twenty five hundred BC. It started the the brown race Indians started in the Indus Valley. Beginning history twenty five hundred, not to exceed three thousand. You have to when I give you set, set things like that, you need should take notes now. Because you you're gonna right. come out half cop. So that that's your answer right there. Thank you. Okay, any other questions? Could you could you give reference again to the um thirteen ninety seven Florence off uh Florence of Italy? Can you give? Can you for, for the family members who didn't catch the notes for uh, 1397 Florence, Italy, the Greek alphabet was introduced by who? What was the individual's name again? Manuel Chrysoloras. Can you can you spell that? Manuel. You know how to spell Manuel, don't you? Okay, Manuel. Manuel. M A N U A L. Chrysoloras, C H R Y S O L O R A S. Chrysoloras. Thank you. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Okay, who? Anybody else, Brother Boyne? All right, I'm gonna go. I'm going to the line. I have everybody ask a question. We're going to turn um, Greetings. Um, uh, Brother Vic Rogers really um, asked the question that um, I was going to ask was um, about uh, the guy Manuel. Um, I know you said he was from Africa. I don't remember exactly where you said he was. He was from um, Northeast Africa, from the, from the, from the uh, Double Wall City. Of Constantinople, Constantinople today is Istanbul, Turkey. That's where the seat, the first seat of Christianity was, because that's where the first Christian church was built. We're gonna get into all of that. Okay, and then also, um, you really, uh, you. I, I'm, uh, I was kind of um, thinking that it was created longer than, I mean, it was created before the date that you gave. So I'm glad, you know, that you gave that date. Because it just, I can't explain it, just turned on some lights. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, you know, when um, Alexander came into um, Egypt, that was around the time that, the you know, they started doing the alphabet. But you, you um, said 1397. No, 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 listen to this. No, no, I, I want you. That's 
That's a, that's a different. I didn't want you to. We're going to get to that. You don't, don't worry about that. Okay. The alphabet was already created when the Greeks. See, I, it started with our ancient Egyptian African ancestors. Their civilization oh. uh, started 10,000 B.C. During that time, they created a civilization for all of humanity, all of humanity. The first creation uh, that makes them civilized is the creation of the alphabet. The alphabet makes you or any human civilized. It gives you uh, the, the ability to read, write, and spell with that alphabet. It's the first thing you learn when you go into school. So when the Greeks came into Egypt in uh, 332, our ancestors uh, had civilization was over with. Uh, they had a civilization for 9,668 years before the Europeans ever walked into Africa. So that civiliz- their alphabet was created during that time. Yes, sir. I, I was meaning the um, the Greek alphabet. That's what I was meaning. I didn't know that it had been translated so late um, in 1397. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I wrote the note down. Or I'm about to listen to the playback. <laughs> <laughs> listen, why is that? Don't leave. Uh, How you have a Greek alphabet today, right? Um. Hello. Yes, sir. The reason why you have a Greek alphabet today, the Greeks did not create an alphabet. When the Greeks came into Egypt on the Alexander the Greek, and you listen to this, they forced the, the Greek language on our Melkite Coptic Egyptian ancestors by our ancestors being a literate people. What makes them literate is the creation of the alphabet. They learned the Greek language, and they applied an alphabet to the Greek language. So the Greeks never had an alphabet. But it was the Greek language that our ancestors applied an alphabet to, and that alphabet that they applied to is known in history as the Greek alphabet. You got me? Yes, sir. That's when uh, the Greek alphabet was created. And when the Romans came in uh, 302 years later, in 30 B.C., they forced the Italian-Roman language on our ancestors, and they did the same thing to that language, thus creating what is known as the Latin alphabet. And from the Latin alphabet comes the English alphabet and so forth and so on. But stay the course with me. Now, do you understand how the Greeks got an alphabet? They never had one, but you understand, according to what I'm yeah. saying, how... Our Greek alphabet was created for the Greek language. You follow me? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, I understand. Okay. Now, is there anything else, my sister? No, sir. That's it. I'm I'm gonna pass the uh, mic to my husband. He might have a question. Okay. Uh, how you doing? Uh, uh Fine. How you doing, my brother? Uh. My question was about, uh, I know it's kind of going to something totally different, but 
you you talked about when you was telling the creation story, you said that uh Tefnut was the daughter of Ra. So I was just wondering was um like any of those other ones, uh Tefnut, Newt, Shu and Jeb, was any of those other ones um other deities of the daughter or son of Ra also, or is it just only Tefnut that's just the daughter? No, no. Uh, um, all of the creations, uh, the creations and children of Ra. See? Okay. Because Ra okay. is what? The creator, right? The <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> See, Ra is the creator. So Ra created everything. Air, yeah. you, moisture, which is water. Now, on your notes where you said, got moisture, you put down that water. Yes. That's Tefnut. See? So he created her. Then he created Gib, which is the earth. He created... Uh, a newt, which is which is the sky and the atmosphere. You see that? Mm. He he gave newt a, uh, a baby, impregnated her. When Shu lifted her off of Gib, you see that all five, I mean all four of of of, of, of the creation of the nine. Uh, of the first five of the, of the creation, it was all created by Ra. Everything was created by Ra. You follow okay. that lineage. Ra is at the head of that of the of the innate. So he created everything. See, so he had uh, uh, sons and daughters, daughters and sons. Like I said before, if you look at the the, the right side. Of your drawing, you find all females. On the left side of your drawing, you find all males. All the creation of Ra. Is that clear that up for you? Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate. Is there anything else you want to know? Uh, no, nah, that's that's it. That was my other question, so I appreciate it. Okay, I appreciate you. Okay, Brother Bowen. African ancient Egyptian power, Elder. Okay, who is this? This is Brother Griff. Hey, Brother Griff. Okay, go ahead. Same to you, my brother. All right. I was just uh, wanting to get clarity. So the first alphabet created was that at for the for the uh, ancient Egypt African ancient Egypt. Uh, Egyptians was that that was ten thousand BC was the creation of the first alphabet within that within that time period. You, you, no one can tell you what date or the time that the creation of the alphabet was created. You can't tell. No one can tell you that. Okay. So so you got you got a t beginning ten you got ten thousand BC yes, beginning right. Yes, sir. And also, I want everybody to note this. BC dates you count down. Today's date that we dates that we live in today you count up. Oh, okay. So that's you got that? You, you yes, count sir. down BC dates. Today's dates you count up. Okay. You got that? Yes, so uh, 
there's no known time period when the ancient Egyptians created the alphabet to make themselves be the first literate people on planet Earth during the time of antiquity. So within that 10,000-year span. Got you. Got you. Okay. And, yes, sir. Anything um, else, Brother Griff? Yes, sir. Now, what was the spelling on the God manual? Uh, what was the spelling on his last name? Chrysoros. C-H-R-Y. S-O-L-O-R-A-S. Chrysoros. All right, one more time. C-H-R-Y. C-H-Y. C-H-Y. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. C-H-R-O-Y, I'm sorry. Okay, you said C-H-R-Y or R-O-Y? No, C-H-R-O-Y. C-H-R-Y. S-O. S-O. L-O. L-O. R-A-S. R-A-S-O-L-A-R-S. Okay, I got you. Manuel Chrysoloros. Sometimes they, you, they call him in, in the history books Emmanuel. Same thing. But anyway, don't worry about that. That's not part about. Uh, okay. You just put that down as a. You know, we're gonna come to all of that. I'm gonna show you where all these things fit in. But if you, if you, if you, if you uh, just follow the curriculum as I presented to you, and you, yes, you'll see where everything. Uh, Further in our class session, everything will fall into place. Little pieces of the puzzle will fall into place. You get stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay. Now, I wanted to also ask you, like, you know, when you get people trying to critique the ancient, you know, the African ancient Egyptians as far as the story of the any, and they're like, well, oh, well, you know, they were going, they were doing, you know, a lot of people, I hear them talk about the story of creation, and they try to imply that they were in the incest and what have you, not overstanding the cosmology into, like you said, man and nature. Mm-hmm. How would you address that type of uh, school? Now, I, I didn't hear your, your question. Go ahead. Tell me again. I was saying, like, uh, when you would, with the story of the any dealing with some of it, some people would hear with the lay ear, not understanding the cultural uh, context, and try to imply that we were into incest. How would you deal with that type of scrutiny, personally, or would you just not even pay it no mind? Well, first place, they, they don't know anything about the history and the culture of the ancient Egyptians. They said that. Yes, sir. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to just say, well, you, you have to study, have you studied the history of the ancient Egyptians? Mm-hmm. They're going to say, no. Then how can you make that statement? Where did you get that from? Question them. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, a lot of, yes, sir. When, 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 once they to speak of uh, 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 ISIS getting impregnated by Asar and then, I could see where it might come about, but at the same time, once you tie, you know what I'm saying, the nature aspect into it, you understand it's the combining of elements bringing forth different aspects of life as opposed to actually taking it on a literal standpoint. Right. Well, see, that's uh, the last um, four deities of the enemy is pertaining to man and nature. Yes, sir. So... You'll see where, they, like I said, 
earlier in my presentation that you will see where the end need will come and fall in place as we progress into uh, the creation of Christianity and Christ and, and the Virgin Mary and so forth and so on. Okay, all right. Doing all that fits in. So what you have to do is stay the course. Yes, sir. You have to understand this because it's, uh, uh, it's something new to you maybe. And ask questions like you're doing now so you can clear up things. So any questions you have need to ask me, please ask me. And if, like, when you get through and the next person come on and you say, oh, I forgot to ask him, then come back on and ask me. I want every student to be clear before I come, before we close down our class. I want you to be clear of what you're being taught. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else, Brother Greer? No, that's that for right now. You, you made it pretty clear for me. Okay. If if you think of something else, that goes for every student out there. If you think of something else, even though you've been on, ask me a question, come back again. It doesn't matter. I'm here. Yes, okay, Brother Bourne, continue. All right. Uh, Sister Camille. Um, African ancient Egyptian power. Thank you, Baba Williams, for that great um, lesson you gave us tonight. Thank you, my sister. And I have um, a couple of questions, or several questions, but I'll start out with, um, and I'm asking this so that I know how to handle myself against um, critics, for lack of a better word right now. Um, That's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, when we're dealing with um, the time period that you gave for um, the beginning history for our African ancient Egyptian ancestors as 10,000 B.C., um, which makes us um, the descendants of the, you know, first oldest and civilized people ever to walk on the planet, what is the source for that? You know, where did you get that um, from? Okay, I got that from doing research many years ago. Uh, I got that from, I put it like this, my sister. I've been, this is my 42nd year of the study of our ancestors' history and so forth and so on. So during my 42 years out here, Studying, um, you first thing you want to know is where do I stand? Where do we stand as a people on the map of human geography? Uh, the first thing I wanted to know when I started my beginning studies in 1975, I wanted to know who were the oldest people, oldest civilized people on earth. I wanted to know where civilization began. The world's first and oldest civilization began. Three, I wanted to know where about on earth did it start. Four, I wanted to know what, what, what people. See? So I, 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 know, I knew 
I know that I'm not an Indian of India. I know that I'm not a Chinese. I know I'm not white. I know that I'm an African. So uh, that's where I started. And when you go investigate history, human history, I had now, during my 42 years of study, I had to weed out all the lies and the misinformation that's out here. This, 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 this planet, this planet is, is plastered with misinformation coming from Western academia. Okay? So I had to go through all that to find out uh, and give me an a, a, a answer to my question. So in doing so, this is what I ran across. I had to analyze and learn the beginning. I said, now, I learned that uh, I, was, I was told when I first came out, I didn't know any better, 42 years ago, 1975, that I asked an old man who was one of my customers, I asked him, I said, where would you start? Where is the world's first and oldest civilization began? Where did it begin and by whom? And he told me, Mesopotamia. Now, that's misinformation, but he didn't know any better. He's old, he was an old church goer. I didn't know no better either. And he was an uh, uh, old Bible reader and so forth and so on. So he told me Mesopotamia. So I went start uh, pursuing the study of Mesopotamia. Now, here I am uh, in, a, in a Bible with this Mesopotamian junk. And I studied the family and table of nations of Noah and his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And, oh, you know, and, uh, and I, found out, I found out later, in, in a couple of years after I began this, I said, this is our mythology. See? And then I found ancient Egypt. So, uh, through my 42 years of research, study, trying to find out uh, the beginning history of, of who was the oldest and what was the name of the oldest people, where they began, and so forth and so on, that's where I started studying and found ancient Egypt. Then I, I said, well, okay, what's the next? Who's the next one? Then I... Uh, uh, found uh, the Indus Valley civilization of the Indians of India. And I found in my study, the, I went to the Chinese, you know, uh, the Chinese, the uh, Wang Ho Valley civilization of the Chinese, the yellow race, so forth and so on. Then I said, uh, okay, let me look at the European. So I looked into the European history, and I found a book that says, Europeans do not know a beginning history of themselves. This is what the Europeans said about themselves. Okay? So I put all this together, and I gave it. So I'm presenting it to you right now. And it fits. So that's how I found that out, through uh, trial and error. You know, it's like a, a, like a doctor, a medical doctor, you know, they do research in laboratories, uh, 
and they test certain things, and they and from that test results they say, hmm, let me uh, see if I can see if this will work over here. See, you keep searching like that until you put all the pieces together, and begin. Uh, when you put the pieces together, then the picture will emerge. Of which, uh, uh, if you put these pieces together, to bring forth a picture to you, and you can understand what this whole subject of history is about. Time, people, places, events, and literature. Does that help you with your answer? Your question, I mean? Yes, it does, and thank you. Any other questions, sister, my sister? Um, yes. How do I counter the claim that in order to know the story of the Ned, for example, I have to be able to read what they are calling the so-called metal netter? You can't do that, though. The metal netter, hieroglyphics. Have you read my uh, Why the Metal Netter Hieroglyphics Have Never Been Deciphered? Yes, and I stand by your position. I'm battling against um, other Africans almost on, not on a daily, but quite often, um, upholding your position, and they haven't been able to defeat it. And so that's why I'm bringing this up, because I noticed you had mentioned how there were drawings, like you mentioned the drawings of, for example, that of Osiris when Isis had uh, created the missing penis that the fish had ate when it was thrown in the lake, and how she then be transformed into the bird in order to have, you know, to be able to receive his uh, sperm to give birth to um, Horus. Now, I've seen that drawing too, and so you can see from that clearly what's going on. So that's what I'm asking, like, how how do we get the next story? Is it also from drawing such as that? Well, here, um, you, yeah, you get it from the, from the drawings, and then you got to also remember this, that even these guys who talk about the, the metanetic hieroglyphics, and they try to repudiate what I'm saying in not why the metanetic hieroglyphics have never been deciphered, but they never give you uh, how those pictorial symbols were deciphered. They never tell you that. They, tell you, they go off into some language. Language will, will not get you the understanding of those pictorial symbols. You can speak a thousand languages. Languages is only used to explain the symbols. You can explain the symbols if you know if you know the meaning. You can, if you speak in French, if you speak in Arabic, if you speak in German, if you speak in English, if you speak in Spanish, if, any language that you know to speak. If you uh, know the meaning of those hieroglyphics, then you can explain it by way of language. But language is not going to get get you the understanding of what those hieroglyphics mean. It is is impossible for an individual to know the meaning of those symbols. Why? Because you have to ask our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, what he or she meant for them to be when they drew them. And they're not around to ask that question. 
So what I'm doing, I'm taking it away from Western academia. They lied about the symbols. They put some alphabet to you can't do that. In order for them to institutionalize our ancestors' culture in their school system, okay, and become known as Egyptologists, no such thing. But anyway, um, no nobody is talking about the hieratic, demotic alphabet of the ancient Egyptians. You see, so don't. Uh, you asked the, the question to the, the brothers or sisters who wants to argue that the hieroglyphics have been deciphered. You're asking these questions. How were the hieroglyphic pictorial symbols, how were they deciphered and by whom? And when you ask a question, don't say nothing else. All my students, listen, when you ask anybody a question, stop talking and wait for the answer. Because if you continue to talk, they'll take your continued speech or talk, and they take a word or two or sentence or something and swing out of it from answering that question because they can't answer it and turn a question on you. Then you go, then here you are uh, being asked a question without getting your question answered. So you want to know. Ask them, say, now, do you, are you saying that the hieroglyphics or pictorial symbols has been deciphered? They're going to say, yes. How? When and by whom? See, they can't answer that. They talk... Uh, these these guys come out here asking him on these uh, 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 trying to uh, repudiate what I'm saying. They're out here cursing, disrespecting themselves, disrespecting the women, disrespecting uh, children. And you don't need to curse if you have any scholarship. You don't have to call nobody no bitches and whores and niggers and, and using all that type of profanity. I am out there, you know. So it's not necessary to do that. And I've never heard not one of them explain how those pictorial symbols drawn by our ancestors during the time of antiquity, how they were deciphered and what they mean. And what I wrote in my book, The Historical Origin of Christianity, the uh, appendix section, while the meditation hieroglyphics has never been deciphered, I use common sense, just plain common sense. And you use that. When they come up with this, you're asking that question, those two questions I ask you. In your opinion, you're saying that the hieroglyphics has been deciphered. How were they deciphered? Who deciphered them and when? And the fourth thing you need to know is ask them how many pictorial symbols known as the hieroglyphics, how many of those symbols has been deciphered? How many? Give me the number. Because out there you have uh, some scholars say there are 400 
pictorial symbols. Some says six, some says a thousand, some says fifteen hundred, some says two thousand. I've heard it go up to that point. So, how many hieroglyphic symbols are you saying has been deciphered? You got to you ask them some questions. And let them answer your question. They they can't answer that. Yeah. So uh, I was invited to come to New York for that debate, and I told the person that wants me to come. I said, I'm not a uh, you. I'm not an entertainer. I'm not going to come there and entertain no people with no debate over some foolishness like that. I'm a teacher. I'm not an entertainer. So I didn't go. Was there anything else, my sister? <laughs> First, um, much respect to you for taking that position. Okay. So what now? On that debate, because uh, I felt the same way about that debate. It was foolishness and a waste of time. That's all it is. And I'm so glad to hear that be confirmed by an esteemed elder such as yourself. Now, Dr. Walter Williams, how do we get the story of the Ined, um transmitted to us from thousands of years now? You see, that's a Genesis story. You, you'll see as we go in our lesson. Okay, see, thank you. Uh, so when we get into Christianity, the story of Christianity, you see where the Indian places uh, such as place. Now, you got uh, the world's first and oldest civilization is ancient Egyptians, right? Hello? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So therefore, uh, there's a Genesis story attached to them. Okay? Now, uh, in the Bible, you have Mesopotamia. Okay? Um, uh, you have a Genesis story um, in, in in the Bible. Right. Enuma Elish. That's the beginning story, Genesis story for Mesopotamia. But it's, a, it's biblical. So it's, it's mythology. But it's called the Enuma Elish. Enuma Elish. Right. The Enuma Elish. See? That's the Genesis story for Mesopotamia in the Bible. Okay? Then you have the epic. I'm sorry. Then you have uh, the Ugaritic story of beginning. That's another Near Eastern beginning story. But you have, you've got to go back to real human beings. Those other things, those other two names, is pertaining to mythology, biblical mythology. So we don't use that. But I have to know that in order to defend myself. For instance, I was on a talk radio show that came out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, I think it was around 2003. And I was on that as a Caribbean station. So those those, those Africans, those guys from the Caribbean people, you know, they, uh, they're into... Christianity down to their bones. So I'm coming on the air and uh, uh, talking no Jesus Christ stuff. So they old man, they went up in arms. So here came one of them. Uh, 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 Dr. Williams, I said, yes. 
says, you talk about this ancient Egyptian stuff. I said, yes. What about the Enuma Elish? Now, if I didn't know about the Enuma Elish, he would have had me. I said, I said, you're bringing biblical stories to me. That's mythology. The Enuma Elish is mythology. It's biblical Mesopotamia. That's the, the Genesis story of Mesopotamia. So don't bring that to me, sir. And I got rid of it that way. But had I not known about that in my studies, you see, I picked that up. And uh, I knew about it. The Enuma Elish, you know. Uh, then you got the story of the flood, uh, the Gilgamesh story. Uh, Gilgamesh is supposed to be the Noah. In other words, he, that's, that's, all of this biblical, all of this mythology, but there's uh, the Gilgamesh story, the story of Gilgamesh and so forth and so on. But anyway, um, what did I answer your question, my sister? Uh, you did, Baba Williams, and thank you for your time. No, go ahead. If you got some more, you know, if you think of something else. It's other, so many others on the line. I, got, I have to be fair. I took up more time than I should have. Thank you. Okay, well, if you think of something else, come back on. Okay, who else, Brother Bond? All right, we're going to go to the Connecticut. Hello. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Yes. Um. Um. Mr. Williams, I just want to ask you. You said that. Um. I'm going back to the um the history, the 10,000 BC history. You said not to um not to like you said not to worry about the god the god the Africans that the god the Ghana people. You said not to worry about um, them because they had their own culture and everything. Um, what I want to know is um, how come? Well, well, I don't, I don't really know if they do know about, you know, the um, ancient Egypt and why, you know, when they come over here, they don't really express that. Because they don't have to. They they have their own culture of their own. Nigerians, Ghana, Ghanaians. South Africans, Mali, all those Zimbabwe folks live there. They have their own culture and, 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 and language. They don't, they don't have to claim ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt is the only culture that's unclaimed by its descendants. Mm. You see that? The descendants. What happened to the, if I, listen, let me tell you this story. This is real. I was asked in 19... 96, by the Black Physicians Association of Cook County Hospital. That's where I was born, right in Chicago, the Cook County Hospital. I had my museum up and running. They came to me, and the doctors came to me and asked me to come there and give a lecture during Black History Month. I, gained, I went there and gave the lecture, and, and they 
uh, after the lecture over, they thanked me and so forth and so on, and they were giving me my honorarium. And I asked, I told them, I said, doctors, I said, why don't you all uh, call yourself the Imhotep Physicians Association of Cook County Hospital? I said, then this way you'll be re- relating to your African, ancient Egyptian ancestors. And you'll be relating to the first uh, physician on planet Earth, Imhotep. They said, one said to me, said, how do you know that we are uh, descendants of the ancient Egyptians? I said, okay. I said, let me tell you this. This is the answer I gave. I want you to listen. I said, do you agree that during the time of antiquity that a people, an African people known in history, that lived in the continent of Africa, known as the ancient Egyptians, built the great pyramid? He says, yes. I said, do you know, do you agree that a people during the time of antiquity walked this earth known as the Greeks? He says, yes. Do you agree that a people walked this earth as human beings as Romans? He says, yes. I said, okay, let's go back. I said, today as I speak, the Greeks are on earth claiming and calling themselves Greeks. Is that right, sir? He says, yes. I said, the Romans are on earth today calling themselves Italians. He says, "He says yes, that's true. I said, now, where are the descendants of the ancient Egyptians? And a big blank came to his face. Where are they? Did they, did they evaporate from the earth? Did they vanish? What happened to them? And he says, Oh, I get it now. You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? So the the ancient Egyptians have got to be somewhere. I read a book. I have a book here. In fact, I have two copies, which is out of print. Very, very good. It's called God Wills the Negro by Theodore P. Ford. He wrote that book in 1939. Um, in that book, he's showing the reader, way back in 1939, I was a little boy then, um, he was showing the reader the, that the American Negro, and he's showing ancient Egyptian uh, art and pictures, that the American Negro and, this, and the ancient Egyptian are one and the same. Now, he says something very profound. He says, the ancient Egyptian vanished and the Negro appeared. Mm. That's something? The ancient Egyptian vanished and the Negro appeared. So you, what was your question to me? Um, you had answered it. I, was, I, always, I always wonder why, you know, Africa, Africans from Africa come over here and they don't really... Um, practice or expound on like ancient Egyptian, like they don't have, like like you said, the culture. They don't have Not, to. They got their own. Yes. You know, so. <laughs> so if that would means uh, like on TV, you know how Katy Perry and all these other people always um um and um Elizabeth Taylor always perpetrate to be, 
Egyptians because no one, no, no like black person per se hasn't really claimed Egyptian. Right, because you, we've been taught away from it in the school system. When I was a boy in, in grammar school right here in Chicago, I was eight years old, they gave me a book called Little Black Sambo. When you went to school, they didn't teach you about that you were descendants of ancient Egyptians. They're not going to do that. Because if, you, if they taught you uh, that, and us that we were descendants of, of the ancient Egyptians, white supremacy won't be in existence. Also, as, as long as they can keep you in the in the in the in the mental consciousness that you're black and that you're a Negro, that you're an African American, then they can start your history like they did uh, in the Smithsonian Institute last year, uh, create a museum of African American history and culture. They start our history with the beginning of slavery in this country. As long as they can do that, then fine. They're over there every day digging up our ancestors' graves and digging all around over there in Egypt every day that you and I live. Sweden, the country Sweden, they got 40 ancient Egyptian museums throughout Sweden with over 30,000 artifacts. That's how important we are. We are somebody because why? We are somebody because we are the descendants of those African ancient Egyptians that brought civilization to all of humanity. And they don't want you to know that. They teach us away from it. So now you're taking this class. You, we are resurrecting ancient Egypt and our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, those Africans. We're finding our way back to ancient Egypt. This is the first class in doing that. Okay. Anything else, my sister? Um, not right now. Um, not right now, no. Okay, I hope that did I clear up things for you? Yes, you did. Thank you very much. Okay, my dear, if you have anything else, come back. Okay. Uh, Okay, thank you. All right, my dear. All right. Brother Bourne. Hi. There's another person on the line. She forgot to tell you. Okay. Uh, my yes. only question is that I want to specify how that went out to murder Osiris. I just wanted to, like, specify that in my notes. You want to do what now, sweetheart? I wanted to specify how Seth went out to murder Osiris. Like, how did he do that? Because I missed that part. He, Seth created a banquet dinner for and invited Osiris there. He was jealous of Osiris because he was, he was the firstborn. Right. Uh, and what he did, he put uh, a knockout drink, a knockout uh, drops in his drink of Osiris at the banquet. And while Osiris was knocked out, uh, he had Seth ordered his henchmen to take him out and, 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 and kill him. So they cut his body up into 14 different pieces. And they took uh, 
Egypt, scattered it all over Egypt. And they took his penis and threw it in the river, and the fish ate it. That's the story, you see. And then Isis and Nephthys, which are twin sisters of uh, Osiris and Seth, they got wind of it, and they um, and they went throughout Egypt, and they found all the pieces of of Osiris's body, and they put it together, and except for the penis, and Isis made constructed a penis for him. So if you see pictures with him laying on a, a slab with his penis erected. And a bird hovering over that. That's where that come in. And he, uh, uh, Isis became pregnant by way of that action. And then that produced uh, Horus, the S-U-N of Osiris and Isis. Now let me tell the class a finishing story. Now you, you uh, uh, about that, that I left out. Once Horace, the S-U-N, got grown, grew up as a man, he learned about his father's death being at the hands of his uncle Seth. So he went and confronted Seth, and they had a, a, a fierce fight. And Seth knocked Horace's eye out. And that's where that's where you get the eye of Horace coming in. I wanna add that to it. That's where the eye of Horace. You everybody who studied ancient Egyptian uh history and consciousness, you 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 run across the eye of Horace. So that's how that came in. So add that to your notes. So Brother Barn, oh sister, I'm sorry. Any other questions, my dear? No. Huh? I said, but thank you for clarifying that. Okay. Thank you for being in the class, my dear. Thank you. Brother Bourne, do you have any, anybody else got questions? We've got two more of the class participants that I'm going to go to. And um, Brother Jabari, that's you? Oh, yeah, I'm still here at the hotel. Uh, my questions haven't been answered. You know, I appreciate the knowledge, and I'm glad I'm part of this class. Thank you very much. Okay, you, um, I, I've answered your question? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Thank you, my brother, for being in the class with us. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. All right, brother, Brian Hey, bro. Peace and blessings to the family. Peace and blessings to the family. By power to the family. Uh, it's an honor to be a student uh, of yours in this class, uh, Bobo uh, Williams. I'm honored uh, to have you as a student. Thank you, Bobo. I appreciate that. I'm going to start my first question off with, um, when it comes to the meta-meta, and you have individuals now saying that they can read it, they can teach it, that they understand the language, is this coming from the the, the Coptic, the, the uh, excuse me, the ancient Coptic and the Greek and the Latin <clears throat> on the Rosetta Stone, and if it is, is that being created by the manifestation of men? And if it is, therefore, all these books that they sell, 
that say that you can learn the meta netter and they even have a dictionary on the meta netter. Is it fair to say that it is not worthy of the people to invest or waste their money on these things and to just throw it away because there's no one living today who can recite, pronounce, or understand the great writings and teachings of our ancestors? Last part of your statement is true. Uh, you see, you cannot, I keep telling these, these guys, you cannot use language to decipher symbols. When you took your driver's test, you went down to the state to take your driver's test. They tested you in rules of the road, eyesight, and symbols. When you got to the symbols, they didn't ask you to, to put no alphabet to it. They asked you, what was the meaning of it? If you spoke French, you explained the meaning of the symbol. If you spoke German, you explained the meaning of the symbol. If you spoke English, you explained in English the meaning of the symbol. Languages cannot get you or give you the understanding of the meaning of a symbol. I keep telling them that. Language won't do you any good. Only thing you can do with language is, is if you know the meaning of the symbol, is use the language to explain it. That's it. So, again, like I said, you ask the brothers, whoever's telling you that the, uh, you know, the metal that you have, no, uh-uh, it's never been deciphered. Ask them the questions that I told the sister to ask. In your opinion, do you think that the hieroglyphics has been deciphered? They're going to say yes. How were they deciphered? And don't let them bring no language in there. Okay? How were they deciphered? When were they deciphered? By whom deciphered them? How many glyphs are you claiming to be deciphered? How many glyphs are there that our ancestors drew pictorially? How many? 400, 600, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000? Ask them information. When you ask a question, don't say nothing. But wait for your answer. If I ask you, how old are you? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to continue to talk. I'm going to wait for your answer. Right. See? But don't let anybody use no language on you saying that they use language to decipher. They cannot do that. Not You can't do it like that. Have you read my Why the Man of Natural Hieroglyphics has never been deciphered in my historical origin of Christianity book, book on page 146, the appendix section? Have you read that? Yes, I have. Okay. Stick with that. That's all you have to do. I shall. Okay. Any um, other questions, my brother? Yes, my brother. Um, with that being known that the metanetta hasn't been deciphered, then how do we get our names that, that we're using and calling ourselves, um, which are great names and titles given to our great uh, ancestors. How do we come about that knowledge? Oh, that's a good question. I want the sister that's, uh, that uh, was talking about uh, the Metal Nature Hieroglyphs, I think she's from New York, uh, saying that these me. brothers are saying that the hieroglyphics has been deciphered and so forth and so on and so on. That's a good question. You're asking me 
For instance, where am I getting Mayotte and Hotep from, right? Correct. Huh? Also, my name, Heru Tahui. Okay, those are names, right? Are Are they names? That's Baba. Hello, are they names? Hello? The, the, the names that we use, that we give ourselves, they're also a representation uh, of parts of ourselves as, as uh, Africans and human traditions. All right, listen to what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to ask you a question so you can, I can, I can clear up an answer, answer for you. You're talking about names, is that correct? Correct. Okay. And, and you hear me say Mayotte and Hotel. Those are names, right? Yes, Father. They are names and not symbols. That's your answer. Mayotte is a name. Hotel is a name. Your name that you're calling yourself, that's a name, not a symbol. That's what I'm talking about. So now when we look at the Melanetta, now I have one more question after this, if you don't mind answering it. When we're looking at the Melanetta, is it fair to say that because the way our minds process information, that we're looking at pictures and symbols trying to make sense out of what we see, and because we're looking at each pictorial symbol and it may give a story or a representation, that doesn't mean that the way that our minds process what we see is being correct. Is it fair to say that we are manifest, manifesting stories by looking at images? And if we are doing that as a people, and we've been doing it for a long time, that means that we're correct as a people, right? I mean, we're incorrect as a people, right? Well, no, at here, that here, point, here. we're making up our own story. You said what now about your own? Repeat that last part. Okay, I'm saying that if we're looking at the meta netter and we're looking at the signs, symbols, and the pictorial uh, images and the way that our mind process information, is it fair to say that as a people that for a long time we've been manifesting our own story? And if that is true, are we right or are we incorrect? Well, see, you can't, what story are you manifesting that you're thinking that you're manifesting? Um, let's just say the resurrection story, how we're looking at the death of Osiris and, and Aset resurrecting him. We're able to look at those pictorial images and be able to put that together with the way our mind process information. Well, see, I can't speak for uh, every individual human. That's, that's something that I can't uh, address because I don't know what's on your mind or how you conceive things and, you know, uh, how you look at things, how you look at the world. I can't, I don't know that. You see, so all I'm saying to you is this. You have to set out to study a subject. We're talking about the metanature hieroglyphics. They've never been deciphered. If you read my book, the Historical Origin of Christianity, page 146, and you see what I had to say, I want you to internalize what I'm saying in there about why they have never been deciphered. Now, if you find someone that says they have been deciphered, ask them how. How were they deciphered? I've written up why they have never been deciphered, so you tell me how they have been deciphered. You say they've been deciphered. You see? 
So I cannot allow Western academic. Uh, I cannot allow Western academia to bring misinformation to keep bringing misinformation to the world that we live in about our ancestors. They're going to institutionalize it and not teach us that we're descendants of the ancient Egyptians. They're going to take. They're going to go over in Egypt. Dig up our ancestors' graves and dig up their artifacts and put them all over the world, but they're going to teach us that we're black, little black sambos. I don't like that. Okay? I don't like it either. So we have to stop it. So the meta nature hieroglyphics has never been deciphered. That's it. Great. So if someone can come up and explain every step, so you you got to study where all this. Misinformation is coming from the Germans over in Germany in the in the in the nineteenth century began all this this foolishness out here about the hieroglyphics. Carl Richard Lepsius, Adolf Ehrman, uh, James Henry Breasted, and, and so forth of, of of America. He he spoke. His teacher was Adolf Ehrman. He spoke he he spoke fluent German, and so forth and so on. You got to know about what they did, what the, uh, how they created a rebel system, and so forth and so on. Put this stuff out here in books about e, uh, how E. A. Wallace Burge, what he did, and so forth and so on. So you got to know all these things before you come out and say it's decipher. You don't know what they're doing out here. They are trying to institutionalize our ancestors' uh, culture and civilization in their institution under their control. At the same time, teaching the descendants away from it. They don't want us to know anything about this. While we sit up in these damn churches, how about we love Jesus and worshiping our enemy on the cross, supporting white supremacy. That has to stop. And it's stopping with this first class. That's the reason why I said, I want you to eat, sleep, walk, and talk ancient Egypt. That's what I want you to do. Got it. So, with that being said, Baba, is it fair to look at the works of Faulkner and and Bulge? When we look at those works, because we studied those works, and looking at the, the Pyramid Papyrus, how do we get that information if the metanet has never been deciphered? Where is that information coming from? Was it manifested by these peoples and made up? Because if it was written in a language that we've never heard or that we don't understand because we can't break the code of it, how do we get the information we have now? You get the information from the Melkite Coptic Egyptians. Thank you. Okay. They were literate, and they kept records. That's the reason why uh, you get the knowledge about Serapis. You get the knowledge about Osiris and Isis and, and Horus and, and other things of Egyptian, ancient Egyptian culture. They came out of that culture. You get the the, the what went on at the uh, Economical Council of Nicaea 1, 325. You get to, to know what went on at the Council of Constantinople uh, 
381. You get to know what happened at the Council of Ephesus, 431. What happened at the Council of Chalcedon, 451. What happened at the Council of Constantinople, 2553. You get to know what happened at the Council of uh, of Hyria, uh, 754. You get to know what happened at the Council of uh, uh, Nicaea, 2787. You get to know what happened uh, with the Focius Philippi controversy. You get to know about Philippicus. And so uh, you get to know all that information. Why? Because the Melkite Coptic Egyptian kept the records. And they kept those records of that history I'm talking about. Of what happened to our ancestors. This is what we're learning. We're learning in this class what happened to our African ancient Egyptian ancestors after the Greeks came into Egypt. That's what we're learning. You see that? So my answer to you is from the Melkite Coptic Egyptian, keeping the records. That's the reason why we know this. Does that answer your question? Yes, Bob, but I was also written in in your works, the historical origins of Christianity. Um, My last question would be that you said about 325, 327 A.C.E., is when the created creature called the European came on the planet. If that's the date and record that the European came onto the planet, is that the time when we first had contact with them? And they were here before that. They were just in the caves of Europe, and we hadn't had physical contact with them. Or before that time period, where were they, or were they just not here, period? Well, see, they, they were here. You can't say they wasn't here. I can't say that because I don't know how I got here as a human being. I found myself here. So the Europeans found himself in Europe. But he doesn't know a beginning history of himself. So when he came in contact with our African, ancient Egyptian ancestors, who were literate people, that's when his time started. See, 332 B.C. So that's how that's documented. When he came around our ancestors, his time began to tick. So, so the European does have a BC timeline. He's not an an, an ACE created uh, organism. No, he he's a BC BC timeline. Uh, so Alexander the Greek come into Egypt. See, he has to be around someone that knew how to, that had, a, had an alphabet to write with, to document things. You see that? And, uh, my oh, hello, you see very, that? Very, huh? yes, I'm still here, Baba. I'm still oh. here. Okay. Did you understand what I was saying? Yes, I did, Baba. Okay. Did I clear that up for you? Yes. My very last question would be your references to your books, which was The Outline of History, Volumes 1 and 2. I've only been able to find Volume 1. Me and Brother Minkara, when we first came across your works, we went through The Outline of History, Volume 1, with the historic uh, origins of Christianity and Islam, and we found that everything that you wrote and you put together dealing with just that one resource was correct. So from that day forward, we've always stood solid on the foundation of the work that you put forth. 
and I appreciate that, and I just want you to know that. And if there's any way that I can find the second volume to that book, if you can give me any resources on how I can get that, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, that would be my last question. And I think I've, uh, like Camille said, uh, I've taken up more time. And I know there's other people here that have questions, so forgive me, family. Okay, if you try Amazon, see if they have uh, the outline of history by H.G. Wells. And, or if you can go to uh, a used bookstore. Or if you can go to a book fair where they're selling used books. And you go to the history section, you're looking for the outline of history. Sometimes you find them in a uh, two-volume set, and sometimes you find them in one volume. All, uh, the both volumes uh, be in one volume, see? But you want that second volume because it's got that S. It's got an index in the back of it. The first volume don't have an index. It has the indexes in the, in the, in the second volume. You go to S to look for Sir April's. But anyway, I'm going. To, I'm going. To, you're going to have a. You're going to have a picture. I'm going to send handouts. You're going to be getting handouts with the rapers when we get into the Christianity class. Hello. Thank you. I look forward to that. Thank you, Baba. I look forward to that. Okay, and I certainly appreciate you, my brother. Thank you, brother Bourne. Who's next? All right. Um, well, we got some of the family who just who, who came on in. Uh, they were just listening in. Okay, well, what students I'm talking about? No, uh, there's no more students. All the students is gone. That's it. Um, okay. so, part of the I have a, another question. Um, this is Sister Charmella. Okay, I just, this is Sister Okay, go ahead, Sister. I just wanted to ask you, you said to eat, sleep, walk, talk, Egyptian. So um, do you have any um, books to, um, to do that, or like, how should we do that? You bring that into your consciousness. You get up in the morning, you think about your ancestors. You think about ancient Egypt. Think about what we, what the class that what we discussed tonight. That's what you do. I want you all to go home and, and go over your notes and internal, keep a, bring, internalize those notes where you can bring them inside of you. I don't want you, if, somebody, if I ask you a question, you go, oh, I, I got to send my notes. Uh-uh, I was in your head. See, that's where you eat, sleep, talk, ancient Egypt. See? Um, now, what I want you to, well, uh, brother, uh, sister, I want, I want you, any other questions? My sister? Um, it was, um, you keep saying that, um, you know, you know, certain things, you say that you, you wasn't there for, um, okay, when, hey, he will say something about a time, a point in time of the, um, oh, God. Of the who? No, never mind, never mind. I can't. I know you keep saying that, you know, you wasn't, we, you, you know, I wasn't there to witness the, um, certain history that occurred. That, never mind, I, I'm not saying it right. Excuse me. Okay, any other questions, my sister? No, no, thank you. Okay. Now, Brother Bourne, I want all the students to listen to this. Uh, you're supposed to have had my book, The Historical Original Christianity. I want every student in here to read the introduction. I want you to read that. 
I want you to read it more than once until you can internalize the message. I want you to read it. The introduction, that's your assignment, along with taking those notes that, uh, uh, of the outline of the lesson that we had in our class today. I want you to internalize all of that. So you you got work to do. Do not uh, put your television and all that radio and stuff like that. Uh, get this in your system first, okay? And you keep reading your notes. You keep studying your notes. You keep, and you, I want everybody, every student, to read the introduction to my book, The Historical Origin of Christianity, until you can internalize that message in there. And also, I want you to read the back cover of that book. Read the back cover of that book. But I want you to uh, uh, read that introduction over and over and over again until you understand what is said in that introduction. That's your assignment. Those two things, I want you to read your notes, internalize your notes. I want you to read the introduction to my Historical Origin of Christianity book, internalize that. The back of the book, don't worry about it right now. Just read that introduction. Those two things. The lesson. Hello, go ahead. Bob Williams, may I please ask you um, one more question? Sure. Thank you. I wanted, um, Brother Raheru had um, asked one of the questions, and I got the answer for where we get the story of Osiris and Isis from the Melkite Coptic Egyptians. I wanted to know well, where do we get the story from, the Ined the story? You know, same thing, same place. Same place? Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so uh, this, uh, that's that's a sister from New York that really just called. What's her name? Sister Camille. Thank you, Baba Williams. My name Camille. is. Stay right there, sister. Uh, did you hear what I said about? See, they go, you're gonna be asked questions. Then where is Walter Williams getting Mayotte and Hotep and and those names and things like that? You the answer. If they're gonna say, where is he getting that? If the hieroglyphs have never been deciphered, my answer to that is that those are names and not symbols. That's your answer. That's what I'm bringing out to you. Reiterate that. Thank you. Okay, brother Born. Anything else? Anybody else? No, sir. I don't have. I don't have any more questions to family. Okay. Well, everybody have their assignment. I have one more. One more. Okay. Um, you mentioned the nine uh, deities. Um, can you explain further where Tahuti and Ma'at fit in this system as well? Well, what now? You mentioned the nine deities in the creation story. Uh-huh. Um, and I was curious to know um, where did Ma'at and um, Tahuti fit in the creation story regarding man and nature and balance. And well, Tahuti fits in and Ma'at fits in, in, in uh, uh, the... the the underworld uh, scene of Osiris. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that when we go into Christianity. We're going to take you to the judgment hall scene. That's where they're coming in. Meat is in there with a scale, 
and 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 Tehuti Thuth uh, is in there uh, with his uh, Ibis head and his uh, pad and pencil taking notes. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna get to get to that the judgment hall of Osiris. That's where that come in. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay, anything else? I got one more. Thank you, Brother Mickle Sure. Uh, Sister Camille out of New York. Hey, sister. You know, I'm coming to New York on February the 19th now. I will be there. I okay. will be there. I will be there. Where, where, where are you coming? Um, you said when? Well, yeah, I want to know when. You said February 19th. Where are you coming at? Brooklyn? I'm sorry, I'm sorry not February the 19th. February the 18th. February the 18th? I'm coming to Nicholas Bookstore. Okay. At, uh, you know where that's at? I, I definitely do. I definitely do. Okay. Yeah, it's on Fulton. You know. Okay. I'll be there. I want you to come up to me, and I want you to introduce yourself to me. I promise, Dr. Walter Williams, it'll be my pleasure. Okay. And uh, hopefully we can engage and spend some time afterwards, you know. Um, but where does reading other works of um, our uh, elders, where, where does Patar and Noon fit in? Pata and noon, N U N. I understand. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, see, Pata has, uh, has many names now. You got uh, Pata uh, is, uh, is 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 listed as sometimes as Thuth, you know, and, and 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 things like that. But we'll get into that when we you run into him again. We'll get into that as we. Go into our class session. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Right now, I want everybody to concentrate on the lessons that I have taught and your notes that you have taken. I want you to internalize those notes. You go over those notes every day, and I want you to read the introduction to my book, The Historical Origin of Christianity, I want you to read that and reread it and read it until you can internalize what's in there. And I want you to internalize your notes. It's very important. Okay? So when's our next class session, Brother Bourne? Uh, next Tuesday. I'm okay, on. next Tuesday. So it's once a week coming on next Tuesday, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay? All okay. right. Does anybody else got any more questions? Right, it's quiet. What about you, Brother Mankara? No, sir. May I host Thank you, sir. Okay. I want to say to everybody, I love you guys. And I want to uh, say may I host and I'm happy that and I'm humble that you all uh, uh, feel that I have information to teach you, and I'm humble that you're allowing me to do just that. Thank you so much, class. I love you guys. I really do. And with that, I'm going to say may I hold up, and uh, don't forget your assignment. Now, love you, next- Papa Williams. Huh? We love you, too. I, we love you, too. May I hold tap? Okay, my dear. And thank you so much. I appreciate that. Right. Uh, so with that, I'm going to go to bed. All right. Awesome.
Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Barbara Williams. Thank you very much. Um, okay. All the family who came out tonight on Feet on the Ground to this special class with Dr. Walter Williams, the esteemed elder. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, next Tuesday for the same class, same place. It'll be 10 p.m. Eastern. If you want to join along with the class, uh, you might, you know, you can still come in every week. The requirements are that you have both of Dr. Walter Williams' books. That is the origins of Christianity and the origins of um, Islam. Also, you must have a map of Africa. You should have a concise encyclopedia, of one volume encyclopedia. Uh, also, you should have a plain dictionary and also a Bible dictionary, a notepad with plain sheets of paper in it, meaning unlined paper. If not, you can utilize a pad with lines in it, or you can go and get just like a plain a blank paper from out of the, you know, like printer paper. Also required is a pencil with an eraser. Correct. So uh, that's the list. If you uh, if you want to join in in the class, you get those things and then join in with the rest of the class. Uh, you already heard your uh, homework assignment. We'll see about coming in on Think Tank Thursday. We'll know by tomorrow afternoon whether or not we'll come in on Think Tank Thursday and just do a class where we'll just do a reading of the introduction and the back page. So, um, Y'all look forward to that. Then you know how we do. We come in at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 on the west side, the best side. That'll be for Think Tank Thursday. We'll be re- going rehashing some of the points that uh, Dr. Walter Williams went over in today's class. So, now, Brother Bourne, are you are you are you recording this? Yeah. These, these these classes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should record them. And um, can you send me the link? Okay. And see, I can uh, I can make CDs out of them. Okay, I have no problem with doing that. Okay, so you so uh, you send a link and and and, uh, and and we can go go with that. You got my email address, Ancient Egyptian at msn dot com. So if anybody in the class wants to email me uh, with further uh, comments or conversation, just email me at ancientegyptian at msn.com. Put your phone number there and I'll get back to you. So anyway, uh, I enjoyed myself and I'm humble and uh, I'm pleased with uh the progress, I can feel the progress that is being made with the participants in the classroom, and I appreciate that. I feel good about that. So with that, I'm going to go to bed and say, may I hold tap? May I hold tap? May I hold tap? May I tap? Rest well, Baba. You know how we don't feel on the ground, you know what I'm saying? We go out the same way that we normally, same way we normally come in. You know, just for the praise and eternal glory to God, we long live the spirit of God, the color of the Muhammad, praise Harriet Tubman, glory to 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.